a look at verse 12. 1 Samuel 7, verse 12 says, Then Samuel took a stone and set it between Mizpah and Shin, and called the name of it Ebenezer, saying, Hitherto hath the Lord helped us. Hitherto hath the Lord helped us. I praise God for the Seda family. Mrs. Seda went to be with the Lord many years ago. But I'd often say to Mrs. Seda, Mrs. Seda, praise the Lord, how are you doing today? And she'd say, she'd say this, well, good up till now. <laughs> she th- said that the first time to me, and I, I went on. After a while, she kept saying it. How are you doing today, Mrs. Seda? Good up till now. And I, I said, Mrs. Seda, praise the Lord. The Lord is good up till now, and he will be good in the future. Amen? And I don't have to fear about the future because, how you doing, Mrs. Seda? Good up till now and in the future. Amen? Isn't that great? Hitherto, it says. Ebenezer means what? Hitherto hath the what? Lord helped us. All right, I want you to work on that word. We're going to work on Ebenezer. I want you to say it out loud with me. Ready? Ebenezer. Oh, that was a little weak. Well, you didn't have your Wheaties this morning. All right, let's try it one more time. Ebenezer. One more time. Ebenezer. Isn't that fun? I like that when everything works out here. Ebenezer, hitherto hath the Lord helped us. Let's pray. Father, we thank you now for this morning. Thank you for your dear people. Bless. Oh, God, I pray we'll get serious. Serious about serving you. Oh, Lord, help us to realize all these voices that call to us from all over the place. Oh, try this. Do this. Go there. Oh, God, help us to focus on that which really lasts. Living for Jesus, a life that is true. Oh, God, I pray you'll speak to our hearts. Thank you for that great word, Ebenezer. Hitherto hath the Lord helped us. And Lord, I pray you'll bless your word now in a powerful, wonderful way. Lord, if there be somebody that does not know Jesus as their Savior, I pray today that they would come to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior and walk out these doors saying, I'm a new creature. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. I've been born again. Oh, Lord, what a joy it is to know, to know, to know that we've been born again. And then I pray that you'll bless these that already do know you. Somewhere along the line, they came and said, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Save my soul. Oh, Lord, I know that you did not make them take a number and stand in line. Immediately, as your word says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I thank you for knowing Christ and all these that are my brothers and my sisters in the Lord who are saved today and uh, are excited about being saved and glad they're saved and rejoicing. And, and they may not know it, but they have Ebenezer's in their life. Ebenezer, stepping stones. I'm pressing on the upward way. Stepping stones in the great spiritual rock wall, climbing wall of life. Oh, I pray that you'll bless now and help us to start counting our Ebenezer's. Help us to look higher than even our Ebenezer's. May we not worship the Ebenezer's, but may we look higher and say it was the Lord. It was the Lord that helped us. It was the Lord that helped us. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen. By the way, it will not offend me. I just want to get this out of the way. It will not offend me in any way if God's people in this place say amen. You get to a point and you, you say, man, I, I like that. But you oh, no, I better not say anything. Oh, you will not offend me by saying amen. I know your pastor appreciates a good amen. Amen. It's like saying sick him to a dog. You say, that's the problem. We don't want to get the pastor too excited. We don't want to get him too worked up, you know, because you know what might happen, you know, if he got too worked up. Amen. Isn't that great to be saved? This old world is dead without Jesus. We need to love them, by the way. I'm not criticizing them when I point out without Christ, they're dead in their sins. I was before I got saved. Amen. Isn't that exciting to see what the Lord can do? Well, I, I want you to see this whole chapter. First Samuel, the seventh chapter. And here's an interesting story. The people of God, what were their names? The Israelites. Remember them? And they would walk with God. And sometimes they'd forget about God and they'd walk away. They'd get some strange idols. They'd start worshiping maybe the pew. Oh, thou pew, aren't you beautiful? And they'd start worshiping the building. Oh, the beautiful church building. And, 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 and they'd start worshiping their car. They didn't have cars, but their chariots. They'd start worshiping all kinds of things, right? Okay, that's called idolatry. And we all have a temptation to idolatry. By the way, temptation is not sin. But when we yield to temptation, that's when it becomes what? Sin. By the way, we should flee. The Bible, uh, Paul wrote to Timothy, flee also youthful lust. Flee temptation, right? Get away from it. Because I tell you what, if you're away from temptation, you're a whole lot less likely to what? Surrender or yield to temptation, right? So get away from temptation. Get away from it. All right, here's what happened. First Samuel chapter number 7, uh, the men of Kirjath-Haram came and fetched up the ark of the Lord, I'm in verse 1, and brought it into the house of Abinadab in the hill and sanctified Eliezer, his son, to keep the ark of the Lord. And it came to pass, while the ark abode in Kirjath-Jerim, that the time was long, for it was 20 years. And all the house of Israel lamented after the Lord. Oh, can you see them? Here they are lamenting after the Lord. And we find that God begins to work in a wonderful way. And uh, God works in their heart. You see, they had gone away from God. They would gotten away from the Lord. And uh, God was calling them back, Oh, Israel, come back to me. Well, they lost the ark of the Lord. For decades, they were without the ark of the Lord. And uh, finally, in their momentary sense, they came to the, their senses. They realized, we've lost the ark of the Lord. And they began to cry out to God, oh God, forgive us for losing. You go back and you see the story of how they lost the ark of the Lord. And yet, they cry out to God. And God says, all right, I have a plan. God always has a plan. You know, he has a plan for you this morning and a plan for me to get right with him. If you're here today without Jesus, you know what he wants? He wants you to be saved. If you're here today as a child of God, you know what he wants? He wants you to get closer to him. Not only be saved, some people say, well, I got saved, that's it. I'm ready for heaven. Oh no, there's a Christian life to live. After we get saved, we, we need to live for Christ and we need to walk with him. 
in his precious word. And so here's what happened. He says, I have a plan for you. In verse number three, the people began to, to lament. The people returned back to God. The people put away their false gods. You know, that's a start. Repenting. When we get things right with God, when we return to God and say, Lord, forgive me, I want to get right with you. Then comes the next step, verses 4 through 6, the people repented. As you read there, you'll see they turning, they turned back to God, verses 4 through 6. And they came to Dan, uh, Samuel and they said, Samuel, pray for us. That's a sign of repentance. Pray for us. Pray for us, God. Lord, we know we've, we've strayed. Now we, we want to turn around and, and get right with you, by the way. When we repent, we have to go back as a believer in Christ. We got saved and, and we grew a little bit and then we got distracted. Maybe we went over here and started living our own life. What do we have to do to get right with God? Go back. Go back to where we got off course and say, Lord, forgive me. Isn't it wonderful that he's always there? He's that balm in Gilead. He's that great, great medicine the great balm of Gilead who says, I love you and I forgive you and I'll make things right and I'll restore you, I'll heal you. Isn't that exciting? And, and we get right with God spiritually. And uh, that's called repentance. And we see that there in verses four through six. Guess what? They said, Samuel, would you please pray for us? Will you please pray? Oh, I tell you what, the great battles are one on our knees in prayer. We bemoan and lament what's happening in our country today. My friend, God doesn't see any knees on the ground. By the way, if you physically can't get on the ground, just sit down and start praying. Start praying. Oh, I tell you what, one lady says to the other, has it come to that? When the sign said, it's time to pray? Oh, it's far past time to pray, amen? It's far past time to pray. Oh, may God's people get on their knees and cry out to God. God, help us. Oh, you say, well, I don't want to bother God with something small. There's nothing too small for God. Our God wants to hear about every ache and pain. He wants to hear about these things. But he also wants to have some spiritual prayers like, God, forgive us in America. Help America come back to you. God, you say, it's impossible. Yes, with man, it's always impossible. But with God, you say, I can't see it, preacher. Well, that's the impossibility, isn't it? We can't see it. It takes what? Faith. Faith, right, is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen, amen? Oh, I say this morning, the people cry out, oh, Samuel, pray. And then, and then thirdly, we see in verse 8, not only did the people return, and then they repented, and then they what? Remembered in verse 8. Verse number 8, they remembered, oh, God has helped us in ages past. He's always been good to us. Why did we go away from him? That's where we are today. Oh, my friend, you may be here without Jesus. You know nothing about what I'm talking about yet. You need to come to him just as you are. You say, well, I'm going to go home, preacher, and, and I'm going to get all cleaned up, get my life straightened out. Then I'll come to Jesus. Oh, my friend, it doesn't work that way. You come to him just as you are. Well, I've got all these warts, and I've got all these problems, and, and I've got all these besetting things in my life, and my life's a mess. That's what God specializes in, huh? He specializes in those cases because we're all in that way. Did you know that? Every single one of us, all we like sheep have gone astray. And, Lord, and the Lord knows we've turned our own way. But he's the great, wonderful shepherd 
who brings us to himself and he saves us. Isn't that wonderful? He saves us. Isn't that wonderful that he cares about us like that this morning? I think of then verse 12. We see not only did the people return and repent and remember, but then they were reminded. Let's read verse 12. It says here, Then Samuel took a stone and set it between Mizpah and Shen and called the name of it Ebenezer, saying, Hitherto hath the Lord helped us. Hitherto hath the Lord helped us. I want you to get that down this morning. I want you to walk out this building. Praise the Lord. Looks like the, the rain has stopped. It was just a little mist this morning. I'm so thankful. I pray, God, help the weather. Help it not to hinder God's people from being in church today. Help it not to hinder folks who uh, maybe are not saved from coming today. And praise the Lord, you got here. I'm so glad. But you know, that's the way the Lord is. Hitherto, I want you to walk out to the parking lot this morning and say, Ebenezer, hitherto hath the Lord helped me. Right? Well, preacher, Mrs. Seda said, up till now, hitherto hath the Lord helped us. But I want you to see something else. Not only did they remember and they turned back to God, but they were reminded that God had taken care of them. Last of all, point number five, we see in verse 14, the people saw God restore the cities. Isn't that something? He gave them back. The Philistines who had oppressed the people of God, the heathen, the Philistines, who they'd been under bondage to for all this time. They, the, God provided in a wonderful way. Guess what happened? The people cried and they got right with God and God said, I'll, I'll take care of you. And the Philistines heard that the people of God were gathered there and they came and they said, we've got to put those Israelites down. We've got to put them down. And so guess what happened? The Philistines came along. They thought, we'll take care of these Israelites. We'll squash them. We'll squash them. That's in the Greek, oh, excuse me, in the Hebrew there. It, it, uh, it's, it's, it's in there somewhere. You see that verse there? It talks about the Philistines coming. Huh? And they came. And God sent some thunder. Thunder like the Philistines had never heard before. Folks, here in Wisconsin, you get thunder. Periodically, in a blue moon out in Montana, we get thunder. But we don't have the rain like you have. I'm so glad for rain except on Sundays, okay? I don't want to see God's people hindered in any way. But I, I don't mind the rain because it turns everything green. And along with that rain comes sometimes some what? Kaboom! Well, there was thunder in the Bible in 1 Samuel chapter 7 like the Philistines had never heard. It scared them to death and they started running away. They, 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 they almost killed themselves. They stomped themselves probably there to death. And God's people said, they had been afraid, right? All of a sudden, they weren't afraid anymore. They said, let's go get them. Let's go get them. Yeah. Let's roll, right? Let's roll. Let's go get them. You know what? The power of God will always give you courage. Amen. Folks, isn't it a shame that we as God's people live in paranoia? <gasps> oh, preacher, this is going to happen. I can see it on the horizon. Oh, we're in for trouble. So what? I serve a true and living God. Amen? Now, it's easy to say those words, but it's another thing to live them. May God help us to live that. Amen? Ebenezer, out to your parking lot, out to your car. Ebenezer, hitherto hath the Lord helped me. 
I want to hear you say it. You hit the back door of your house, Ebenezer, hither to help the Lord help me. I want you to start driving, and that'll take some Ebenezer in this town. Amen. <laughs> hither to help the Lord help me. Keep your eyes on the road. Drive carefully. Use your signal. Sometimes use your horn. And hither to help the Lord help me. Amen. God's going to take care as I trust in him. Simply trusting every day. That's what the song says. Oh, how we need to live it. May it not just be inspirational here on Sunday morning and we go back to our old rut tomorrow. Oh, it's Monday again. Back to the same old, same old. Oh, my friends today, Ebenezer, hitherto hath the Lord helped me. Hitherto. Guess what happens? The Philistines go running away. God's people go chase them down all the way to Bethkar. Oh, what a victory was won. You read it. You read it. It's all there. And guess what happens next? God says, the Philistines have had all your cities, all these cities. I'm giving them back to you, Israel. I'm giving them back to God's people. Here's your city back. Did you know that God can turn things around? And he can give Milwaukee back. Oh, you say, that's an impossibility. Pastor, have you heard? We have over 200 murders in a year. I can remember when it was bad and we thought it was terrible when we had 80 murders in a year. Now we're even much higher. Oh, it's a, it's a sad shame. It's a sad shame. But you know what? Our God's alive. He's able and he wants to. He's just looking, would you give me just a little bit of faith? A faith of a grain of mustard seed? Would you, would you just believe me a little bit? Amen. Would you? In a few moments, we're going to give an invitation. And we have an aisle over here, an aisle here, an aisle there. And if you've never asked Jesus to be your Savior, just, just slip out. Folks, get ready. Somebody might want to come past you and out the aisle and come down this aisle. And, 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 and let us take the Bible and show them how to be saved. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Would you, would you shout about that? Huh? Or would you say, well, hey, I tell you what, that's shouting ground. Hey, man, I, I just want to get upstairs here and shout and say, somebody got saved today. And then you may be one of those that is saved. I, I've been saved for many, many years. But I find myself at the old-fashioned altar, probably not as much as I need to be. Why are we afraid of the old-fashioned altar? It will alter our lives. It will alter our family. Don't you want that? Come Monday, you're going, oh, my family's in trouble. Oh, God, help my family. Well, where were you Sunday, huh? When the invitation was given and you could go and, and kneel at this altar. Now, by the way, this altar is not something to worship. You can make an altar right there at your house. Isn't that wonderful? Yes, but we need to do it. And sometimes we're not as prone. We don't sit under preaching every moment of every day. Holy Spirit of God, though, is still talking. Did you know that? He's still talking. He wants you to come and kneel here at the old-fashioned altar and say, God, I pray for my family. God, I pray for America. God, I pray. Pray for Milwaukee. Pray for my town. Pray for Milwaukee County. Pray for all these four or five counties of southeastern Wisconsin. 
Oh God, I pray for our state. I pray for our nation. I pray for our world. Amen? You say, well, I'll let somebody else do all that praying. It's me. It's me, oh Lord. Standing in the need of prayer. Not my brother, not my sister, but it's me, oh Lord. Standing in the need of prayer. Would you start praying? Would you start believing God? Guess what happens next? Way back in Joshua, or way, yes, way back in Joshua in chapter 4 and verse 7, there was a day when Joshua and the people of God marched across on dry ground. They marched across on dry ground. Did you know that? They went into the promised land over the Jordan River like their forefathers had done way back in Moses' day as they crossed the Red Sea. God caused the waters to be bound up there, rolled. When the roll is called up yonder, you know, they walked across on the Red Sea on dry ground. Remember that great miracle? Now they crossed into the Jordan, into the promised land, across the Jordan on some more dry ground. And God backs up the water. And Joshua, hearing God, God said, take these stones. Every man, one man from each of the 12 tribes, take a big old stone and carry it over here into the promised land. And they got the stones across the water there, and they made a big mound of stones in Gilgal. You know what that was? That was a reminder to all those coming behind them that God had an Ebenezer. Did you know that? God had an Ebenezer. In Samuel's day, it was one big stone. Ebenezer. The Ebenezer Stone. That's the title of this message. The Ebenezer Stone. In Joshua's day, guess what it was? It was 12 Big stones, all piled together. Now, out in Montana, we don't have pebbles. We don't even have rocks. We have stones, big old rocks. Man, you can't even pick them up. Yeah, I tried. I have a hernia to prove it. Yeah, (laughs) try to pick up that big old stone. But you know what? They piled them up. And everybody that passed by, the, the next generation said, what meaneth these stones? What meaneth these stones? And they said, oh, you know what that is? That's a reminder of God's great power. That's a reminder of God's great help in time of need. By the way, God will help you when you're not even in need. Isn't that great? You say, I have need of nothing. Stick around. That'll change. Just like in Wisconsin, just like in Montana, we have two seasons, winter and road construction, right? Time will change, just like the weather here. A few minutes, it goes from rain to sunshine. Isn't that something? That's the way God is. You say, I need need nothing. Oh, my friends, you need to get on praying ground now. You, You say, it's good times now. Get on praying ground. Ebenezer, hitherto hath the Lord helped us. Hey, you think, hmm, things are going good. Things are going pretty smooth. I'm going to tell you right now, it's still God who's helping you. That's right. He doesn't just come uh, as a fireman. 
help. He comes all the time. Ebenezer, Ebenezer, hitherto hath the Lord helped us. By the way, God is blessing Souls Harbor Baptist Church. I just, every time I'm amazed, I just am excited. And praise God for your pastor and his family. Pastor and Mrs. Hoover and the children. You ought to thank God and pray for them every day. Pray for others that are in leadership. You say, who's in leadership? Anybody that's buzzing around here doing something. Amen. You say, I'd like to do that. Just start buzzing around here doing something. Amen. Just buzz around. And, and, and come and, and talk to people about Jesus. They, they take a great big group out. Maybe they came to your door and that's why you're here this morning. You say, why do you do that? Why don't we just put a big sign? Welcome. Well, we have a big sign up there. And it's lit up at night. And it's a welcome sign. But it takes a lot more than that, folks. We need to go where they're at. That's what God believes. I want you to hear something real quickly and I'll be done. There's a song in the hymn book. Back a few pages. 509. I must tell Jesus all of my troubles. I cannot bear these burdens alone. In my distress, he kindly will help me. He ever loves and cares for his I must tell Jesus. I must tell Jesus. Oh, my friend, I hope you'll tell him this morning. In closing, let me tell you a little story. <clears throat> years and years ago, I had one of my first, I know there were probably many before that, but one of my first recollections of Ebenezer in my life. Ebenezer. <laughs> Hitherto, half the Lord help me. I was a teenager, a sophomore, 15 years old in high school. And I, I was busy serving the Lord. My father was a church planter. We had a new church plant in Missoula, Montana. Because we uh, were kind of bored, on Sunday afternoon we drove an hour away and had Sunday school and church in another town. Brand new church there. And we were bored some more, and so we drove back home to Missoula and had church on Sunday night. Folks, you say... Oh, I'm in church a whole hour. It's a long time. I was in church all day Sunday. Amen. Praise God. But I was resisting the call of God. I said, oh, Lord, I'll I'll do anything but preach. Just don't call me to preach. One day my dad bought a bus. It needed a crankshaft. We towed it home from down in the Bitterroot Valley from Stevensville back to Missoula. Borrowed the uh, Votech building of the public schools. They allowed us to pull that old bus in there and work on it. A bunch of men would get together after work and come at night, and they pulled the engine. They pulled the crankshaft. They put a new crankshaft in. They pulled the engine back up. I was 15 years old. I couldn't help whatsoever. I was just cheering them on. Amen. Amen. Here's a wrench. Here's a bolt. I was excited. What was I excited about? The moment that bus started, so we could take that bus and use it to pick up boys and girls and moms and dads for church. Yeah. They got everything back together, and they said, let's try it. (laughs) Glory to God. 
That bus started. I was so excited. We got some green indoor-outdoor carpet. That's in about 1972, 73. Green indoor-outdoor carpet. Right down the middle aisle. Oh, did it look sharp. Man, old bus. Started driving it. My dad gave me some tracks and bus flyers. He dropped me off at a new housing area. He said, son, go build a bus route. I won't go into all the details. I always tell that story. You know all the, the preliminaries, if you remember that. But we got to the third door, and they said, we'll send our kids on that bus. You will? Are you sure? <laughs> you wouldn't want to, would you? Uh, no, you, it, it, you always say, yes. We have a bus that comes by here every Sunday morning, picking up boys and girls for Sunday school. You say, what's the matter with you, Pastor? Why is your head going up and down? Because I want their head to go up and down like this, amen? I want them to say, yes! We'll ride that bus. Guess what happened? That was the beginning, two kids that grew into over 50 in two years. By the time I went off to college, I rode my 10-speed bike all the way to the north side and then to the south side every Saturday. Get ready for the bus tomorrow. We'll be by with the bus tomorrow. Get ready. And then knocking on doors, always getting new ones. Always getting new ones, or at least trying. God blessed. That's an Ebenezer in my life. Hitherto hath the Lord helped me. When I drive back to Missoula, Montana, every once in a while, I get off the freeway on Orange Street, the Orange Street exit, and I drive down through that north side bus route. Then I go way out on the south side of Missoula, and it's all changed. It's grown and grown, but I go to that area. A lot of those streets were gravel streets back then. And I drive down the street, Ebenezer, hitherto hath the Lord helped me. I went off to Bible college. How in the world am I going to pay my college bill? I got a job. But I tell you what, it wasn't the job that paid the bill. God blessed in amazing ways. I don't know how that happened. Where did that come from? How did God provide? Hitherto, Ebenezer, hath the Lord helped me. Years and years later, many, many Ebenezers, many, many Ebenezers. Here's one quickly. We started this church on a Friday, the 29th of March, excuse me, the 29th, the 30th of May. The 30th of May, 1986, I was driving a big old moving truck back from where I pastored in Montana to start a brand new church in Milwaukee. There as we unloaded that truck, knowing that on Sunday, June the 1st, we were going to have our first service. Wow, that was a step of faith. I hadn't even had time to knock on any doors and tell people, hey, it's, it's, it's a new church. It was on radio. Praise the Lord. 133rd and Capitol Drive, Souls Harbor was started. 28 in attendance the first Sunday. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Amen. That Sunday, our oldest daughter, Amy, asked Jesus to be her Savior. Ebenezer, hitherto hath the Lord helped us. Isn't that exciting? Hitherto hath the Lord helped us. Guess what happened next? Guess what happened next? Six months went by. This church was in Waukesha County. I prayed, God, where, where can we go in Milwaukee? I, I, I thought we'd be in Milwaukee County somewhere. Lord, where can we go? 
The only reason we were in Waukesha County was a free place to meet in the mausoleum. Wasn't very alive, I'll tell you that much. I had to liven the place up, amen. Hey, Lord, where can we go to do the most for eternity? God led us to the most unlikely place, 13th and Juneau. I heard about this church that was going to close. And I'm in desperation after trying everything else. I said, Lord, help me. I'm going to go to 13th and Juneau. I knocked on the door thinking, this is an old dead church. Nobody will be there. The door opened. And the rest is history. I met with the board. And they said, we're going to tear down our building. I said, don't tear down the building. How much is it going to cost to tear down this building? $60,000. I said, I tell you what, I don't have any money, but I'll give you $15,000. And you'll be $75,000 ahead. You'll save the 60, and you'll have 15 in hand. Hmm. <laughs> Ebenezer, hitherto hath the Lord helped us. Hitherto, folks. Ebenezer, you've got some Ebenezers in your life, and you've forgotten all about them. Oh, how quickly. Oh, God, help me out of this jam, I promise you. Uh, if you'll help me out of this jam, I'll never bother you again. That's no bargain to God. He says, come boldly to the throne of grace to find grace to help in time of need. He wants us to come to him. Amen? Amen. Don't bargain like that with God. Just say, Lord, help me. I'm in need. He says, I already know about it. I'm already working on it. Well, what is going to happen this second? Because you need to learn something. It's going to take a little time. The quicker we surrender, the quicker God is able to move in our life. Oh, you've got some Ebenezer's, but you've forgotten about them. Oh, yeah, the Lord helped me, but I, I just went on my way. I didn't even thank him. Oh, my friend, everything that moves is from God. Thank him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Have you ever said those words? Thank you, Lord, for making me whole. Thank you, Lord, for giving to me thy great salvation so rich and free. Heads are bowed. Eyes are closed all over the room today. <clears throat> all over the room. Heads are bowed. Eyes are closed. Hitherto. Hath the Lord helped us. I've got so many more notes here, so many more stories, but you get the idea, I believe. What will you do with it? What will you do with it today? Hitherto hath the Lord helped us. Hitherto hath the Lord helped us. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. I'm going to ask two questions. Do you know Jesus as your Savior? If beyond a shadow of a doubt, all over this room, you can say, Preacher, I know if I were to die right now, I'd be in the presence of God because Jesus saved me. Uh, not because you're a good person, because goodness won't save you. Not because you've been baptized, because baptism won't save you. Not because you've taken the Lord's table, because communion won't save you. But have you truly, sometime in your life, come to Jesus just as you are and say, Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me of my sin and save me. Do you know him today? Do you know him today? If you can say yes to that, heads bowed, eyes closed, would you raise your hand all across the room? All across the room. You say, Pastor, I couldn't raise my hand. I couldn't raise my hand. Put your hands down now, friend. Put your hands down now. Pastor, I couldn't raise my hand. Pray for me all across this room. Raise your hand. I don't know for sure. If I were to die today, I'd go to heaven. Just hold up your hand for a moment so I can see you. Just hold it up. Yes, ma'am. 
heads bowed, eyes closed, hold up your hand. I don't know Jesus as my Savior. I don't know him today. Pastor, pray for me. I don't know him today. Pastor, pray for me. Father, I pray for this dear one. Oh, God, I pray there might be others. Lord, draw and work Holy Spirit power. Help us. Help us not to resist. Help us not to grieve. Help us not to quench the Holy Spirit in our life. Oh, Holy Spirit, I beg you, draw them to yourself today. Help them. Help them to come and be saved. And Lord, I pray that you'll help us that are saved. One more question. If today you say, preacher, pray for me. I need to remember the Ebenezer's, the times in my life when God has been there and helped me over and over and over. Ebenezer, hitherto hath the Lord helped me. Pastor, pray for me that I will remember the Ebenezer's of my life. Raise your hand all over the room. Oh, look at those hands. Praise God. You may put them down. You say, Pastor, God, forgive me. Oh, Pastor, pray that I will go to the altar this morning and kneel at the old-fashioned altar and start by saying, God, thank you for Ebenezer in my life. Help me to go back and remember all the Ebenezers. Lord, work in my life now. Father, bless now as we have the invitation. Oh, God, do your work. All across the room, every head bowed, every eye closed. Let's all stand to our feet. Every head bowed, every eye closed, standing to your feet this morning. And in just a moment, in just a moment, when I say amen, you're going to hear the piano play. In just a moment, as soon as I say amen, you're going to hear the piano play. That's your cue. If you do not know Christ, step out immediately. Don't let the devil hinder you. Immediately step to the closest aisle. Make your way to the front, and we'll take the Bible and show you today how to be saved. Now, if you say, uh, preacher, preacher, I'm one of those. <clears throat> One of those who needs to come and pray as a Christian, you come. Maybe you're not even praying about your Ebenezer. Maybe you're praying for somebody to be saved or somebody in your family to get things right. And you're just praying for them. And you know you need to come to this altar while God is speaking, while the Holy Spirit is drawing. Won't you come? Won't you come? As soon as you hear that piano play, step to the nearest aisle. Make your way to the front. If you need to kneel as a Christian, you just make your way to the altar. Front pew, you can sit down right here. Or if you'd like to kneel at the, uh, at the altar, which is these steps here, you come and kneel. Don't forget, don't forget that stone, that Ebenezer stone. Don't forget that stone. Don't forget those stones in Joshua's day. Don't forget that. Don't forget that. Don't forget that. Oh, my friend, may God speak. Now, Father, bless as we say, amen.